I can tell you I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Like repeating in my head right now. Hey, Jerry. <sighs> Man. Welcome, guys, to the first episode of the Blaster Design Podcast uh, with Praise and Weber. Assuming you guys have not met us, I'm Prince Philemon, brand and experienced designer, and the free bird. This is me stealing Victor's word. The free bread and Wibe, let's meet you. What do you do? Yeah, I'm Wibe Ayodeji. I'm a brand identity designer and an experienced designer, also. I currently work at Flexstaff. Flexstaff is a software development company and they service over, we service over 200 schools, over 500 schools in Nigeria, and we have over 20 schools in Nigeria. Yeah. So is there a way we can break down, summarize that? that yeah, that right. I don't even know. Yeah. Like that part is a problem for me. Why the fuck? Did you already say that? Huh? Just you, you can't just say uh, yeah, flex, right. Flex is a product yeah. service company based yeah. in Abuja, Nigeria. Yeah, <laughs> brand designer at Flexis a product service company based in Abuja, Nigeria. Possible? Yeah, possible. All right, so let's start again. Hopefully for the last time. Yeah. <sighs> What's making noise now? Let's go. Hold on. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Okay, yeah, now we can go. One, two, three, go. Welcome everyone to the first official episode of the Blackout Design Podcast with Praise and Bibe. Assuming you've never met us, I'm Praise Philemon, a brand and experienced designer committed to helping brands, companies, businesses and designers do design well in Africa and by extension, the world. And then there's Wibe, who is 4, 000, over 4,000 miles away from me in Abuja, Nigeria. Wibe, can we all meet you? Why did you say it like you want to introduce a president? I'm Wibe. I'm to be president. See the voice for Christ. <laughs> I'm Wibe Ayodeji. Oluwa Wibe Ayodeji, Wibe for short. And I'm a brand identity designer and an experienced designer. I currently work at Flexisaf. Flexisaf is a product service company in Nigeria. And I'm also a partner at Capeworks. Capeworks is a brand design company and we help to solve problems. For who? 
for brands, basically, we build great brands. And yeah, I think you, you've seen some of the press. You can say that. Right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, so today we'll be talking about this topic that has been going around since design became a thing in Nigeria. And that's the topic of pricing, right? So recently, a lot of, a lot of people have contacted me, asking me over and over and over again, how much should I charge for my work? And I figured out over the years that more often than not, the one of the biggest issues that designers don't get answers from when they check tutorials is pricing. The parts where they have to figure out the business of their design of their craft. And then a lot of people are around there saying, charge this amount, don't mm -hmm. charge this amount. Yeah, this is the minimum you should charge as a designer. This is the minimum you should collect as a designer. The value of design is design is so undervalued in the country, and that is because certain people are charging certain prices in certain places because design is being put out to people in certain manner, and because of that, uh, the value of design is being reduced. And therefore, to increase the value of design, you should not be charging the kind of prices these people charge. You get you get the entire uh, story to it, and then. The question is still like out there. Despite the fact that a lot of people have tried to answer it, answer it, the question is still out there. How mm. much should I charge? And you know the sweet part of this question is that beginners, intermediates, experts, people who have been in this industry for years and people who are just who just started last week, right? They still keep asking this question. And it's the sweet part of it is that I still asked this same question yesterday. Jigger. How much should I charge? So what do you what do you say, Ibe? How how do you think this question can be answered, or how do you want to attempt to answer it? Well, I'll do my best to say that design is not art, right? And um, we are trying to solve a problem. If you say it's design, it means you are designing it for something for a particular problem. So I feel like the level of, or should I say that the amount of problem you are trying to solve should be, should be directly proportional to the amount of reward you will get. I think that makes sense, right? And yeah, it does. If, if you, uh, you cannot, you cannot really um, price out because you don't, you, you can't really say that. It's just like music. It's like um, someone putting banana on the tape on, that's art and that's not, that's not design. But design, you are trying to solve a particular problem. And if you're trying to solve a particular problem, there should be a price on it, on that problem. So now if you want to design a logo for someone, that person probably has a problem that you are trying to solve. If someone says that I just need a logo design and probably the person needs the logo design for an Instagram page or something, if you are the kind of person that you don't, 
you, you, you can't just do a logo design without doing the full brand identity design without adding that much effort to it. I feel like you shouldn't even like move near the person because the problem the person had, the only thing you can say that you want to do now is that you want to expand the problem for the person. <laughs> do you know that by, by telling the person that you need more than just the logo design, you are expanding the problem for the person by telling the person that, okay, fine. Even though you are still trying to solve the, so, the solution, um, the problem, you are the one expanding the problem. Do you get what I'm saying, Praise? I don't know if it makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, 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 I think so. If you are saying that, no, you don't just need a brand, you don't just need a logo design, you need a full brand identity design so that you have your business card, so that you have the tone of your brand, how you pass your messages to to your customers and all that. Now you you are you are bringing out. It's not like you are you are creating a problem per se, but now you are you are creating pointers towards other things that the person needs. So now you are trying to solve that problem that you've discovered by yourself. If the person agrees that there's a problem there, then you can charge for that problem. But if this person says, "I just need a logo design," why don't you just agree with the person that say, "Okay, fine." So how much is that logo design worth? So now, how much is that logo design worth now? Um, what would the person use the logo design for? And why does the person need it? This person is probably a student. Let's say the person is a student, for instance. And what would it cost the person if the person doesn't have a logo design? If it's going to cost the person like 20K in a month or 5K, let's just say 5K in a month. And this person says he cannot, she cannot afford, or he cannot afford 20k for a logo design. Why do you want to charge? Why do you want to charge more than 20k for a logo design? Do you understand? And yeah. I feel like I feel like we just drag this thing too much. If you if if you if you know that you cannot work with someone that just wants to do a logo design. Or you find out that this person, this person's problem is actually really small and it's not worth more than 10K. Then I feel like you should move on. Don't try to expand other people's problems and say that no, you should also do this or also do that. You can give the person, you can advise the person and tell the person that these are the things that you, you feel like they should do that will help the brand. But you should also think of it in this direction that by telling this person these things, it's like you're creating a problem for you're helping the person, but you're creating pointers towards that problem, other problems. Do you understand? So which means yeah, if there are other problems, your price would increase. But if this person doesn't agree with you and the person says that I want just this thing, and let's work on this thing, and the price of this thing is worth so 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 amount. Let's just work on that so 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 amount. And if you feel like you can't do it because of the magnitude of um, work you have at the moment or the amount of time you feel like you might have to spend on that one. And I feel like you should move on. Just take your time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I said this thing on the Dear Designer article. Uh, the link would be in the description. Uh, I said that there's no right or wrong pricing. There's only fair pricing. Hmm. And a lot of times when 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 people come to me with what should i do what should i what should i 
charge this person? What's the right price to charge? I am always put on a spot because what's fair to me might not be fair to you. Do you again? Mm. So I've spent years or months, and just so it just so it can sound like it's plenty. I spent months. <laughs> I spent months learning certain skills, right? Have I've honed these skills over a very long period of time. I think this guy said this guy said it in this movie. I can't remember the movie. I can tell you I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. The way I understand them and the way I do them are absolutely different in a way, right? From the way you would do them, right? Mm. And so I'm not in the proper position to tell you what kind of price you should charge, right? I'm not going, I'm in the position to even tell you what, what, what should be fair to you because so many things can contribute to the fairness of of a particular price uh, uh yeah to the fairness of a particular price so the way it comes to me is this is that when you want to determine fair pricing that, that's if you agree that there's no right or wrong pricing and i say so just to reiterate that i say that because a lot of times people see people charge a certain amount and believe that they are charging wrongly and for me it's it's painful because those guys are like trying to build themselves i started design yesterday i cannot automatically start charging you in six figures it would be weird and okay what's what unfair unfair is me it's me sounding like it would be weird and maybe stupid because you probably don't have the know-how to charge that much, right? And even apart from that, is that your the kind of value you are going to provide to your client is not going to be equal to the amount you are probably charging if you are charging six figures. So when someone charges three thousand or five thousand, and you are someone who you, you as a designer who charges more than that believes he or she is charging wrongly, you should probably start shutting the hell up because you are you are judging people based on your own metric of what pricing should be because you are currently pricing at a certain amount. And you know the fun part to it is that there's a certain person somewhere who is looking at you and is absolutely thinking that you are charging wrongly. Absolutely. So, so what is yeah, so what, what is fair pricing? Fair pricing is simply uh you and your client agreeing that this price stated is fair on the on the side of the client is fair relative to the value he's getting from you, and on on your side is fair relative to the value you are giving the client, right? So the way I explain value is this is that when when a governor when a governor's wife says he or she wants to sew a dress with a fashion designer 
and the fashion designer says the governor, the value of that dress on the governor's wife is absolutely different, or it is by far higher than when a commoner or a citizen, a normal citizen, an average uh, earner, sews the exact same dress from that same fashion designer, right? Because the cost of the fashion design going wrong is lesser for the average commoner than for the governor's wife. So for example, if the, governor, if the governor's wife sews a dress and she was giving a speech and the slit tore open, the cost of that on the state, on the governor himself, on the people of the state, on the event and probably on her reputation is amazingly big and costly in terms of money than an average commoner who works in the bank and the exact same thing happens to her, right? And so because of that, because of that situation, you as the fashion designer would not charge the same amount to the average commoner as you would the governor's wife. And that's the way it works with logo design, right? So fair pricing logo design says that who is my client? What does he or she do? How does this logo matter to her? In what ways, like Vipa said, if she or she does not have this logo, is it, what's the cost of not having this logo to her? What does she stand to lose? Or what does she stand to gain? And what is the equivalent of that in money? What's the equivalent of that in cash? And how much? So when you, fact, when you figure out the equivalent of that in cash, the way it goes, in your, goes on your head is that they are paying a certain amount of money to get a certain amount of results. And the result is this amount of cash. And you, the, the way you decide the fair is how much is fair enough to invest to get this output, right? And then when, if, if, if in my classroom uh, that I'm currently holding, I mentioned something about validating problems, like maybe I just said, telling the client and allowing the client agree to the problems you are stating to the client. When you validate that, okay, this is what you stand to lose. This is your current problem, right? And this is what you can invest to avoid this loss, right? And your client is able to recognize it, then you can charge an amount for it and say, Okay, for example, if you do not want to lose 10 million era worth of reputation, customers and goods because you are not distinct enough with the logo, pay me 500,000 era to build your logo, right? And now what the client will begin to see it is, he would begin to see what you charged him relative to what he stands to lose if you validated the problem well. And then in his head, he's asking himself, is this fair enough? Right? It's not it's not like a matter of is it expensive or is it cheap? It is not a matter of is this fair enough compared to what I can gain from it. And that's the way it is when you buy an iPhone. You know, you buy an iPhone and you're not asking yourself whether it is cheap or expensive because on on the price scale, an iPhone is expensive. Isn't that maybe you're the iPhone user? Sure. Is it expensive or not? Yeah, it is. It's expensive. Yeah, on the price scale, it's expensive, but 
on the value scale, is it fair? Yes, it is. It's fair to the iPhone user. The iPhone user believes that I am getting my money's worth. And that's the way we should look at logo design or design in general, whether it's UI, UX, or whatever kind of design you're doing. You need to view it from the value perspective. You need to view it from what is my client getting when they invest in this and what is the fair price to charge for that amount. Now in your head, you're asking, so how do I say no to clients if all, if all I should work for is fair pricing, right? So at a certain point in your, in your life, and people mentioned this, at a certain point in your life, you will get to a point where experience, skill, and um, effort that you put into a particular project would have accumulated to a certain uh, level of expertise. And because of that certain level of expertise, you, and also just the person have has probably grown and you're no longer that 17 year old teenager who needed to probably sub his phone with 2000 era data. You are now a 22 year old adult and you need to pay rent. You need to, what else do adults do? You need to pay rent. If you're, if you're in a relationship, you need to go on dates. Uh, you want to invest maybe because you want to earn your first million before that. So you want to invest, you want to take care of the home. If you are by mistake, the first one, like me, um, you want to, you want to shy, you want to go to Quilox, whatever you want to do. So now bills are different, right? Now, because of these several factors, you have bills, you have a certain level of expertise, you built yourself over a long period of time. It means that your value as a person is, in, in all fairness, your value as a person starts from a particular amount that is left for you to decide, right? For Vibe, it's probably a million, or 500,000, but Crystal calls it the minimum level of engagement based on my level of experience, based on the amount of bills I stand to pay, based on where I currently am, my, my current um, place of residence, how much is what is the um, how much is the least fair for me to collect right what is the minimum fair amount for me to receive based on all, all these factors and then for a particular person say let's call this person uh tolu so for tolu who is a product designer the minimum level of engagement for him could be 200,000. Then on this faithful day, someone comes to him, a student who had the next billion idea and says, hi Tolu, I want to build a product for, for my idea, right? I want to build the next social media. I have this idea and then he states it out endlessly. And then Tolu replies and says, oh, cool, cool. And then Tolu understanding the fact that he should not he should charge based on the value because he wants to charge fair, looks at the student and says, okay, I understand that the eventual value of this in the next five years maybe could be worth billions. But right 
Right now, what does he stand to lose if he gets a bad product? And then he figures out that, okay, based on the person's, on the student's current capability, based on the student's current status, the fairest price to charge the student is 150,000 error. However, because his minimum level of engagement is 200,000, that price is only fair to the student and no longer fair to him. And therefore he's obligated to say no and move on. So that is the first, the first, um, the first instance of saying no. Then second instance is when it's a big company and they approached Tolu and then they agreed on 600,000 naira, which is well above Tolu's pay minimum level of engagement. And then after Tolu charged them 600K, they said no, they disagreed that it won't work. But Tolu knows that if he accepts less than them, it is no longer, it is no longer fair. It's not, it's, not, it's not a fair negotiation because they will be charging less than the value they are getting, right? then Tolu can also say no. And for me in my head, that's like the two instances where you can say no to a project amongst many other red flags, right? So that's the way we, I see value. I, I'm guessing that's the same for you, Vibe, right? Yeah, absolutely. I just feel it should, the whole thing should be fair. At least you want to provide a solution to a problem, like I said earlier. You want to provide provide a solution to a problem, then you should get a certain reward for it. The reward you want to get should be proportional to the kind of problem or the um the value of the problem that you're solving. That's it. I think that's fair enough. I think so. Yeah. So there's this other question that's that's also going around. And so, you know, we've been talking like for freelancers and people who probably own businesses and then there's this set of designers who they don't get charged, right? They collect salary, right? And then they're always willing and they have this thing that uh, we are collecting less than, are collecting less than the standard amount for, for this kind of job, for this kind of role, what should we do? Right. Mm. So what, what do you think? For me, for me, the way I see it is, is that if you're a designer, if you're a product designer or you are any kind of designer and you're working, you want to work for a firm, in your head, you can already determine what's fair for you based on your level of expertise. And again, based on the bills you, get, you have to pay or you need to pay, you, in your head, you already have that amount that's fair for you. Now, the people who complain are people who know what is fair from them, who is what is fair for them, and then they decide to go to companies who can really pay what is fair for them. Or you decide to go to companies who do not consider that same amount fair. Do you get? Mm. So it's, it's, it's like this. Uh, it's, it's like you, you're a product designer. Let's, let's see, you Product designers are like the ones who work in house a lot. So you're a product designer, and for you, your your list price should probably be three hundred thousand. 
because of because you have some level of experience and stuff and and then you're looking for a job and you're applying to a startup that is going to be that's going to be bootstrapped and then they offered you a hundred thousand and then you come on twitter and you're like people nigerians don't rate design a lot how would someone be offering me a hundred thousand naira per month to be a product designer the thing to that is that you're like the clown the 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 agency is not the clown right there like you're you're like the big clown it's like fitting a square peg in a round hole because the agency on the other hand is probably bootstrapping one means they've not started making revenue and probably the amount they used to start the business was about two million naira to start the business, and that is me even assuming, right? They used two million naira to start the product business, and out of two million, you expect them to pay you three hundred thousand naira per month. That is three point six million in a year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now would. Would if, if you're a designer, would, would you want to work for a company who needs to open a carry-wise savings plan to pay your salary every month? Of course not. Of course you don't want to. And so why would you put yourself in a position that would allow you or that would compel that would compel you to 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 experience that kind of situation? <laughs> and so the, the, the logic is simple. If you want to be paid your worth, go to people who can actually pay your worth. And that's the same for freelancers. If you want to believe that you are worth this amount and then you're constantly having to say no because the people who come to you cannot afford you. Simply, in the, in the words of Yox, so Yox, the professor, gave me this advice three years ago. And he said this, I, 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 gave, him, I, I gave him the same grievances. And he said, change your circle of clients. Right, so the way you see it is, if you lo- if you if you have a brother, and you lost him, he's lost, and then someone told you where he is, or you know where he is, right? How do you find him? You basically take your two legs, and go to where he is, right? And that's the same thing with pricing. So you have this amount that you want to charge, and you want people to pay you that amount. So what you need to do? Figure out people who can pay you that amount and apply to them, right? And so when you're having this discussion around pricing, you are not going to be lamenting that they're not paying your salaries at the end of the month or the or the they are undervaluing you because the value of design is not based on the price for design, really. It's not. So people, what do you think? Do you have any idea? Do you have anything to add? Yeah, um, I think I would just add to what you said that if you if you are going to work somewhere, I think it's just fair that if you are going to work at a place that they are going to make more money. Like if you are going to work at a startup that invested two k and two million into something, I want to earn three hundred k every month. The CEO is probably not taking. <laughs> Probably not taking a hundred k as a CEO at that time. <laughs> That's max. Yeah. I feel like it's max. So and and why would you even apply? And even when you see the um the 
the job description online or wherever or someone sent it to you you would have seen it even if you don't see it you would after your interview you don't have to come online and say that they cannot afford you or they or nigerian companies nigerian companies and the value design not value design i don't think it makes any sense because you already know that they cannot afford you if you're going to i said this a um, few days back that if you are going to work at a design agency that does let's say brand identity design and you are a product designer you would obviously not be earning as much as you can have six years experience compared to a brand identity designer that has like let's say two years experience you probably not be earning as much as he earns I don't know. I know that if I'm going to give an example, maybe a place like Ford Canvas, and you want to, if you're a product designer of like, let's say eight years even, and you want to earn more than Tunji, I don't think it's possible. Or you want to earn more than, <laughs> I don't think it's possible. Do you get? So I feel like you should just, let's just be fair to ourselves. Let's think about this thing. Let's think of it from, just like we said for freelancers, let's think of it from the fairness aspect. Let's think of it from the problem we are trying uh, uh, to. Uh, let's bust their head. You know, designers like this word empathy, right? Mm -hmm. Like empathy, yeah. empathy, empathy. Understand our user. So buzzword if, now. Buzzword. <laughs> so 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 let's use that against you and say that if you want if you want to work for a company and you want to discuss salary and shit. Mm. I, I just have empathy for your employee employer right yeah. and i think i can see this because I've, I've been an employer before and i can fully understand the the positions employers are when a lot of employers are scared to even say some prices because we know that we are that skilled we know mm. that okay the amount we can afford one and the amount that is fair to us mm. is not fair to you and then we cannot like who say who sees good and says no to it right and so when we see our price, we are saying it in all honesty and saying, really, this is what we can afford, right? This is what we can afford. And it's absolutely fine if you say no, because whether you say no or yes, it does not change the amount of money in our bank account, mm -hmm. right? So it simply means you are passing up on a good opportunity. You, we are passing up on you a good opportunity because mm -hmm. we are not in your range and it's entirely fine. I mean, there are some employers who could have the money and intentionally decide to cut it down. And that's up to you. You're the negotiation person. You've done your research. You know, okay, they can afford you. And then, yeah, I you can charge them appropriately. You think what? I feel like the problem is, I think the problem comes from calculating how much value you're going to give to them or um, being able to know how much problem you're going to solve. I think you need to know how valuable you would be to that particular case, to that particular company. Do you understand? So I, yeah, I think someone answered that. Someone, someone said it. Uh, it said that, I think it was, it was Chris, it was Chris though. He said, he said when, you, when, you're, when you, are, you are in an interview and the employer asks you, what can you do for us, right? He said, the question you should reply back is not to sound insulting, but 
why should I work for you? Do you get? And so because he asked that question that way, if the company asks are probably serious and objective enough, at the end of the day, you would hear them selling themselves to you, right? Mm -hmm. And in a way, they're helping you sell yourself to them. So if I'm the employer and you, you are the employee or you are the applicant, you are the applicant, and I say, what can you do for us? And you reply me and say, what, uh, why do you want me to know? What can you do for us? And then I reply and say, why should I work for you? Right? And you're telling me how good your company is, your company culture. Um, you probably would mention the problems you want to solve and how I'm going to enjoy solving the problems. And by the time you are done, by the time I'm done as the employer uh, saying all of those things, I would have indirectly answered the question I asked you. Do you get? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you get. So it's 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 a way, it's a very cool way. I, I think Chris Voss uh also said it said he said that in the art of in the art of negotiation, when someone asks you a question, using two or three words in the question, in the statement they say they said to reply them works almost all the time in any negotiation. So I feel that could help in defining the problem that uh, the kind of value they can offer to the company they want to work for, and then properly help them gauge their their prices. I mean, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors involved in it, but because we don't have enough time, uh, the major thing that comes to it is understanding what value is fair to you, and also understanding what value yeah. is fair to the to the company and charging that value basically so so do you have any extra thoughts on that yeah i feel i feel it's good enough let's just be fair to ourselves please <laughs> yeah so so there's this one too so i think four weeks ago a certain human woman sorry i mean on twitter who said that no logo should be worth more than seven thousand right mm. um apparently we all came at her yeah she did she, she did say that and apparently everyone came at her and just like would you shut the hell up and i was part of people who came at her and now that i think about it is that the way we came at her we came at her like she was trying to suck our source of living like she was trying to money block us and we were just like running at her like hungry humans, right? Yeah. And I can remember one person said that she's saying that because she does not understand, in quotes, the value of design. And mm. and now that she remember. said that, after she after she said that, after she said that, just before we just before we started recording this podcast, I saw. And I was thinking about her. Then I saw a certain post from a designer who posted certain 3D mock-up, not those glass 3D mock-up logos. She mm -hmm. posted four of them and said, I'm a graphic designer, I do logos, contact me. Right? Mm. And 
then I I I I, I remembered one of my clients who told me that her friend did a logo for one five. He did it. Um, applied for a logo promo that did her logo at one five per logo, right? Now I have these three different scenarios in my mind, and the question I want to ask is that: Do you think that these scenarios, people, who, humans who say that logos are not worth more than this amount, people who do 3D logos and charge really low for it, and people who do logo promos, right? Mm. Do you think that these scenarios are probably any more affect the value of design? Well, and then let's not I, forget people who people who just wake up. This is for product designers, people who, people who say like, "I did this in my sleep." <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't think I don't think anything can ever affect the value of design. And you know why? I don't know yeah. if I can if I can say this, but Yoruba people used to say that Ogunta Bafuora and Yaroningbe, and that means that um drug that you do not buy with your money is going to leave behind um they call this thing arrows behind the pots, like behind the pots. Let's just say it like that. So the point here is if you are creating a logo for someone that is like one five, you have already, you have already, you're already telling the person how valuable the logo is. You can't create a logo that is $1 million and someone will just use it for one reason alone, maybe for their profile picture. That 1,500 logo is probably going to live and die on one person's profile picture. The next time the person needs to print a bag, a a a a or a card. The person is probably going to do something else. Maybe the printer will do something else for the person. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, yeah. So so my, my my point is, like I said, the problem you have trying to solve. The I think design is the value of design is dependent on the value of the problem. Because you are designing something, then you are you are going to have to depend on that problem that you are designing for. So I think the problem comes now. Where the problem comes is from the designer. You have to be able to know how much the problem is or how valuable that problem is that you are trying to solve. So the problem can be you wanting to work for a company, like we said, or the problem can be you wanting to work for a company to solve, maybe to um, create designs for maybe the websites that they service people for or their products, or it might be for a brand agency that charges, let's say the brand design agency charges like 100K for their brand branding and you want to earn 400k that's 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 another that's another case entirely and that might not be fair so my point here is you can't just stay and say that no i have to charge 400,000 naira every single time so um there has to be a time where 
you will say that, okay, fine. This problem is worth 1,500 Naira, truly. But I cannot charge 1,000. I can't take 1,500 Naira for no reason. So why don't you just move on? Because whether we like it or not, design is called design because there's a problem. So the value of the problem you're trying to solve should be should be equal to the value of reward that you are going to get. So there are add-ons. You can add-ons because of your experience, add-ons because of how much people trust you, add-ons add because of your brand or how much you are trusted. And so, but I think the baseline is the value of the problem should be directly proportional to the value of reward. Yeah, and the, the way I say it is that when you're so bothered about the people who seem not to do design the way you do design, right? Mm -hmm. You are you are poking your nose in places that it doesn't need to belong. So I see, I see. The way I see it is like a like a pyramid, right? At every point, the pyramid is made up of several layers. At every layer, the these guys are in certain layers, and so. The, the 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 bottom layer of the pyramid has the guys who charge one five to five thousand. They are the ones. No, the bottom layer should have people who who promo, who do glass logos, who do logo makers, like all those guys, right? Then the last, then the last pyramid, and like they are they are they have the most population, right? Mm -hmm. I you know the sweet part of it is that. In that same pyramid, they have a large pool of clients who are willing and ready to pay for mm. the amounts they charge. And you know the sweet part of it. You know the sweet part of it. The sweet part of it is that for both the designers and the clients, they both consider it fair. Mm. And because they both consider it fair. There's no reason why it affects the value of design, right? Because what they do, right? What they do for the client is like maybe I said directly proportional to to the kind of solution the client is looking for, right? Now, when the client has a more sophisticated solution to get, the client would not come back to that pool of designers. Instead, she will go to another set of designers who she believes can solve a problem do you get mm -hmm. and so that, that's that's one layer then there's another layer of people who who do logos quite fine but they charge really less they charge uh, in the lower thousands five thousand three thousand ten thousand but they do logos they do business cards i know the fun part of it again is that certain people are also there to buy from them and again to both designer who considers 10K a fair price because he's a, he's a 100 level student who collects money from home and he gets 15 clients every month. And so 10 times 15 is 150,000 Naira. So he earns 150,000 Naira per month. And to him, it's fun because all he has to do is do a logo, do a business card, and deliver it in JPEG via WhatsApp. Right? And then to his clients that he works with, they consider it fair. And then that works. And then there's another layer to who charges twenty thousand to eighty thousand. And this layer also probably does logos, does presentations. They try to do icons. It's something to the client. And 
the front part of it is that they have a set of clients who believe that this is the kind of designers they need to solve their problem. And again, the price is fair to both the client and the designer. And they are the really, really high top of the pyramid. There are people who charge as high as 50 million, 45 million dollars for design. And I'm, I'm saying logo because I mean, I'm a logo designer. I have to preach my, my craft and we be the logo designer too, right? And then they pay this much for brand identity or branding. And to them too, they do not consider it unfair because the designers are there and the clients are also there. Now this fun part of it is that the higher you go up the pyramid, the lesser the pool. But the fact that the pool goes less doesn't mean the pool does not exist. So it means that even as you, you as a designer, the higher you go, you would always meet clients who can pay whatever amount you consider fair for yourself. The biggest lie you can tell yourself is that there are no more clients because there are 9 billion people in the world and despite the poverty rate in the world, there are a lot of clients and there are few designers to serve them. Maybe do you think, do, do you agree? We do not have enough designers to serve the demand for design in the world today. But that, but that bad design or good design, we really do not have enough designers. Yeah. I get links. I, I get links to jobs like almost every day. Some of my friends will just add me to one Instagram post saying there's someone that needs a designer. There's always one or two things every day. I get tired sometimes. Yeah. And, and so what, what you should be happy what you should be happy about is that when you see designers like that, when you see certain people like that, you should have joy and consolation in the fact that the 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 right partner exists for them so when you see those people doing 5k logos you should be happy that their clients exist and that their clients will not come to you to disturb your life and even when they do you can easily say no and educate the client do you understand yeah do you understand yeah so um I mean, maybe do you have any, do you have any, any, any closing yeah, thoughts? I think we've said enough and it's so, so I mean, mean the, yeah, I mean, the, the entire, the entire discussion today was like on, on be fair, be, be good. Don't cheat your clients. Don't let your clients cheat you. Say no. And, um, Go to where your clients are. Like it's 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 really for me. It's simple and basic. Though it took me four years to understand, but it's so simple and basic when you when you really really get it right. It saves you a lot of stress. And so so just just to end last story today. Just to end, a couple of me and my friends, me and a friend of mine, we're like we're like I was like yo man, I need to really raise my prices. And he was like yeah, me too. I need to raise my prices. But it was like but Nigerians he said. Nigerians are making things hard for me and so I'm looking for international clients and I'm like oh really cool nice idea I think I would follow your footsteps too and and that's it because he has he noticed that for me to raise my prices for this new price I want to charge it is and for me to get it as fast as possible international clients are the best way for me to do that and so I'm going to like position myself to ensure that they can hire me 
and that's how simple it is so i, I don't think it's so hard baby do you think it is i, I don't think it is I, I don't think it is I, I, feel, I feel like i feel like you need to make money in this COVID period <laughs> and yeah i feel like you need to make money in this COVID period. but but even though there are exceptions to a lot of the rules i love exceptions like when you're broke when you're desperate for work when you need to just there are several exceptions to it when you need to have um, get a favor so many exceptions but and really and the business of it all it has to be whatever exceptions you want to do has to be first and foremost